Shall we begin? Let's begin now. This is Jackie Smith, and welcome to the Keep It Magic podcast with myself and my co-host, Storm Sestivani. Spend the next hour with us as we laugh our way through life and find the many magical ways we can craft a better one. This dynamic duo is ready to challenge the spiritual status quo and bridge the mystical with the practical. Keep It Magic is sponsored by Coventry Creations, where no matter what your problem, love, money, romance, home, health, maybe even a new car, Coventry has a candle for that. Now put on your seatbelts and get ready to expand your mind with Jackie and Storm. Let's begin Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Season 4 of Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, and I'm here, of course, with Jackie Smith, who did that wonderful um, new intro. So you'll get Jackie, and then you'll get me in the intro. It's kind of interesting how that's going to work. I like um, it. Yeah, me too. Um, cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. That's www.CoventryCreations.com if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is career, work, money, um, uh, finances, uh, you need some spiritual growth, you need some spiritual cleansing, we have a candle for that, so check that out. Also, if you want to schedule an appointment with Jackie, and we're moving into the witching season, so I suggest that you schedule that appointment with the quickness, so cruise on over to Coventry Creations and get an appointment with Jackie. I do believe that she only takes appointments on Wednesdays. Um, they fill up fast and they, So they fill up fast um, So make sure that you cruise on over there and check that out um, Go over to www.stormtestavani.com Which is my website um, If you're looking for a consultation You can always book one with me um, I do have a few spots available for September So um, make sure that you uh, run over there right now And fill that up because it will go that fast Because so, you book up even faster Yeah <laughs> And there's a reason for that. I'm pretty much booked till January, but uh, uh, I have a few spots here and there, and people cancel, so um, don't think that I can't fit you in. I'll find a way usually, somehow, some way we do it. So cruise on over and check that out. Also, you can find Jackie and I on Facebook. Um, you can find uh, our fan page at Keeping It Magic um, on Facebook. Um, you can find Jackie at Coventry Creations, and you can find me at Astro Gossip, because that's where we talk about the stars. Literally the stars. Yeah, literally the stars. I'm. Ha- I, I stopped talking about Kim Kardashian years ago. Right. Um, so uh, you know, but still, you know, I, I was known for doing that, Jackie. So I think it's kind of a uh, a pun, if you. I think so too. You know what? I just got it. Just so you know, I just got it this second. <laughs> you just got the pun. You know the. Uh, so it is uh, interesting um, to say the least. We've been off for a month. Um, Jackie and I are now a year older. Um, I am 44, and Jackie is 26. Um, <laughs> Bless your heart. We need that month to just, you know, get through the fact that it's our birthdays. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we both have solar returns. Um, it's also, you know, a, a lot of people don't know, Jackie, that their birth month, or right a week or so before their birthday, mm-hmm. is really the final summation process, astrologically, of the energy for the year. So even if we look at it from, and we even want to look at that from a magical perspective, um, you know, the sun has to do with identity, our sense of individuality, who we are as a person, um, uh, our center core, if you want to look at it that way. Um, and basically what I tend to do is um, uh, is I usually tend about a week before to kind of, you know, do a little bit of uncrossing work. 
attempt to clear out all, you know, any form of residual negative energies of the past year. And then I try to do, right around my birthday, I try to do um, uh, some form of a new beginning spell, something to start to open things up. Um, uh, uh, this year I used uh, the Affirmation Candle Success um, uh, for opening that up, combined with a road opener. Um, so I use both of those candles in regards to my um, uh, just my internal form of, of spell work. And you know, Jackie and I are insane. So you know, we journal and do all of this coloring stuff and make crafts. And well, she does the craft stuff. I attempt. So is it is it normal to have just those couple of weeks before your birthday just insanity? It is normal because oftentimes when things go crazy, and for those that don't know, during that particular time there was a big huge flood in Detroit. At like you know, <laughs> yes. you know, and I the, the interesting thing, you know, Jackie, is that I went back and I listened to um, my uh, uh, when I was on vacation. I listened to my predictions for 2014, uh-huh. um, which we do that show as the last show every year, or you know, every not every season, every year. Right. Um, we do my astrology forecast for the next year. Um, and, you know, what I had told you is you asked me about weather, and I said, you know, it's going to be really, really wet in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. So tell them what happened to you. So, um, yeah. So what happened to me is that I got four feet of water in my basement. Now, um, that's a lot. And for anybody, it just it it destroys the water heater, the furnace, the washer, the dryer. So that's, that's, you know, anything that wasn't stored in a bin. And really, once you, you know, when you're at it like a foot, anything that's in a bin is pretty much okay. But when you get to four feet, the bins float and then tip and then everything falls out of them. Um, but also, we, my husband and daughter and I live in a, in a wee little house. It's a 900-square-foot house. And um, we use the basement as part of our living space. Mm-hmm. The basement was w- my wardrobe. Not that it was huge, but basically that's where all my clothes, all my makeup, all my jewelry, all those external accoutrements that, that make up Jackie. Mm-hmm. And and I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that part of me, and, and um, it took me a while to get here. So this is a big part of my identity. And, um, and yes, I'm going to hear from many of you, and you're going to post to me on Facebook that I shouldn't let all these things be my identity. I'm a wonderful person inside, but let's face it. When all your makeup is destroyed, when all your clothes are destroyed, um, when all your jewelry is is no longer inhabitable, um, it, it throws you off your pens. It makes and you want to smack somebody. Really, yeah. And then my Kindle. I realized my Kindle was down there underwater. A funny story. I was in, um, Jackie had had the flood, and I went on, I think I left for vacation literally two days after the flood. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I was on vacation, and um, Jackie called me while I was on vacation. And I was, you know, we, I, I think I was outside with my mom, and I was talking to Jackie, and uh, I'm looking at a Home Depot, and we're discussing, you know, how they're saying, you know, we could take identical pictures and right. stuff, stuff of this particular nature. And I got off, and she goes, um, so how was her flood? I said, it's fine, you know, and um, she goes, well, are you going to help her with anything? I said, yeah, I got her a new Kindle. And she goes, doesn't she need, like, a washer? <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're renting, um, that's, that is, uh, I have a wonderful landlord. I could not ask for a better landlord. He's really taking care of things. It, it takes a while to rebuild and recover. Um, and, and since there were literally, I don't even know the number, 
hundred hundred thousand people who were reconstructing and you know it, it's it's a natural disaster basically yeah um which is I'll get into that in a second. It takes a long time. You, your contractors are working on multiple houses at the same time, and you don't. It's not going to happen that fast. I have a wonderful landlord taking care of all this. Now, my husband's office is also down in the basement, and um, so he we lost like four computers, tons of archived hard drives and archives because we were keeping archives there versus mm-hmm. um, at, at our other businesses and. Um, and they were all in sealed bins. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand this. We were doing it all correct. We put it in watertight bins. Mm-hmm. But when you get four feet, they're not they're not aquatic bins. <laughs> yeah, they don't have fins. They're not gonna they're gonna withstand rain. They're gonna withstand a foot of water, um, but they're not gonna withstand four feet of water. Yeah. So. Um, and Literally, just so that people know, I was on the phone. Jackie called me in the middle of the flood and t- told me what was going on. And she's standing at the top of the stairs telling me that the water is starting to come up the stairs. Yeah. Um, literally. Yeah. And and it's a really weird thing. So so when you have a flood versus a fire, okay, so when if there's a fire, if there's a tornado that comes through and rips everything up, there's this outpouring of of, oh, my God, um, insurance companies show up, um, FEMA shows up, um, uh, people from all over the country show up, at least to get people into an inhabitable place. Yeah. When there's a flood, which can do equally as much damage, I mean, there were people all over the Tri-County area over here. So I mean, there, this was a larger area and did as much damage as, I, don't, I can't even tell you how much, but... Um, People's entire basements were flooded up to the first floor. That's how much water was going on. Mm-hmm. And and there's all kinds of rumors as to why we flooded the way we did. But I'll tell you, we got two months worth of rain in one day. How many conspiracy theories are going around? Oh, there's there's conspiracy theories that the pumping stations were stripped of their copper. There's conspiracy theory station conspiracy theories saying that toxic stuff got in the water, so they didn't want to dump it in the lake, so they turned off the valves, or they turned off the valves for this, or the valves wouldn't open. All of this stuff. So there's there's lots of craziness. But the interesting thing that I noticed, Jackie, and maybe because a flood necessarily isn't as glamorous, but if you remember two years ago during Hurricane Sandy, of course it was New York City that was getting hit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had the cameraman, and you know, for days, and you saw the cars going down the road, and her, you know, and the blizzard going on, and all this other stuff. I didn't see the same effect. I mean, it was, okay, there's a flood in Detroit, and here's a couple of little pictures on the Weather Channel, and, you know, let's go to this tornado that's blowing up in Mississippi right now, you know, and the latest hurricane that's starting to form in the Gulf. Um, Well, and and so you're right, it's not glamorous. It doesn't feel like a natural disaster, but basically it is. We got a month's worth of rain in about five hours throughout the day, and then in two hours we got another month's worth of rain, equivalent to. So we got two months' worth of rain in seven hours. It's a lot. And it, 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 the irony of this, and it's it's kind of ironic that what we're going to talk about today is the difference between spirituality and mysticism, is that the oldest known natural disaster is the flood. It's true. Absolutely, if you think about it, it's totally true. Um, but but here's, this is the, you know, we're going to talk about mysticism and, and spirituality and mystical experiences. I mean, I've said this year is, is the year of, of um, cutting away what no longer works. Mm-hmm. 
and um, just big changes this year. We've we've talked about it all year um, in season three. You know, when season three moved into 2014, we were, we were talking about that, and and we talked about in some of the last shows of of season three, my mother passed away in July. Yeah. So and then my daughter goes to Japan, and so now she's she's officially grown at this point, right? Yeah. This is and then and then a huge part of my identity literally got washed away. Yeah. So that's what this summer was about. It's and and then building new identity at the same time with going to the trade shows and and being on stage and in front of people and performing and and um and just having a lot of success at the same time. It really it really is just a huge amount of change and experience, but it's my spirituality that kept me sane. Mhm. One of the things also that I think that I was reflecting on um, while I was on my vacation is that... And mine's coming up. Oh, thank yeah. goodness. <laughs> um, when I was reflecting, when I was on my vacation, you know, um, uh, I, in many ways, Jackie, what you will hear, you know, um, Cher made a classic statement when she was in her 50s that the whole idea, you know, all of these people that are saying that you know, 40 is the new 20, are liars, and that it actually sucks. Um, you know, when you wake up and every freaking bone in your body is in a different right. place than it was 20 years ago, um, and you don't feel the same way, and everybody's saying that it's wonderful. You know, she says, continue to live in your delusions. But what we see, Jackie, is, and this is, this is something that I'm noticing strongly, is that, you know, most people begin to talk about the midlife um, in their 50s and 60s and what it is that they went through, you and I have literally done this on the air, you know, through our yes. whole 40s. Right. Um, uh, uh, and uh, it is a different type of, uh, I think, of uh, transformative uh, process because as you're going through, um, uh, you, you know, the flood and the cleaning and all of this other stuff, you know, um, I was also going through, you know, looking at things from the perspective of, um all of this knowledge that I have is wonderful and good. What form of legacy do I want to leave at this particular point? Um, you know, oh, what type yeah. of astrological legacy, what type of magical legacy um, do you want to leave? Um, uh, you know, a hundred years from now, what do we want people to say about us? You're not alone uh, in that because that, uh, we haven't even talked about that. That's, that's yeah. a huge part of, of my thought process, but keep going. And, you know, it is the, um, uh, you, you know, what is really um, important for me um, at this particular point. And, um, you know, just, uh, I'm going to give a little small teaser. Go ahead. Season four is the way that, it, you know, is going to be the traditional way that we've done our seasons. Um, we're going to be deeper than we were in season three, of course. Um, season five may look radically different, and I just want to warn people of that in advance. <laughs> Jackie and I have a lot of ideas that are going on in the background and uh, a lot of change um, that's going to take place because, you know, the I, I think even in regards to our show, Jackie, at this particular point, it mm -hmm. is, you know, we've done three incredible seasons of Keep It Magic. We're moving into the fourth. Um, Fifth and sixth, seventh. If we don't do something to change, Jackie and I are going to fall asleep under the table. Right. You know, right. I, how many times can we talk same. about a prosperity spell? Right. I mean, we'll, they, we won't talk about the same yeah. stuff all the time. But I yeah. love how we're starting this season. Keep it magic is is a little flippant and a little bit um, fun as far as the name goes. Mm -hmm. But really, when I when we talk about keep it magic, is that your magical, your mystical, your spiritual self, is let that be. 
the thing that guides you. Let yeah. it be in the front. And how do you lead a magical or mystical or spiritual life? And that's what we're all about. What what do, what do you think? And I love that this is their first show for season four. What do you think is the difference? I, w- I will tell you a, f- a funny thing. I was talking to our friend um, Dorothy Morrison um, a month and a half ago, and I was giving her some uh, some information that had come to me. Um, and uh, you know, one of the things that you know during this particular co- conversation, she goes. Um, Storm, we were talking about an individual, um, and she goes, Storm, don't don't people realize that you're a mystic, and a mystic is as much about magic as anything else is? Um, and it brought me to ponder a little bit as I was thinking about that last night, because what I do before a show is I'll just get out a big piece of paper, Jackie, and just start writing things down, and basically I get some form of flow, and then I throw the paper away. Right. Um, what do you think that the difference is between spirituality and mysticism? Well, okay, so let's look at the word mystic for a second. Mm-hmm. It's what's hidden. So mystic are the things that are hidden. Mm-hmm. And and so if you were looking at mysticism, it is it is uncovering those things that are hidden from you on mm-hmm. the spiritual side. So, But what is spiritual? The word spiritual is... It is a very broad term that talks about your own personal individual journey. Mm-hmm. So, so you can be a, a mystic and spiritual. I mean, they're they are tied together, but you can have one without the other. Mm-hmm. You can very much be a very um, have a spiritual journey based on um, well, when something is ready for me, it will present itself. Yeah, and that's not being mystical at all. You're just you're just waiting. You're just going to continue to live your life. It's kind of almost a zen thing. I'm going to continue to live my life until whatever I need presents itself. Um, we're we're living more of a um, adding mysticism into your life, which is um, looking deeper, looking for mm-hmm. that connection to to the divine. That the point where the where the boundary between you and the divine completely falls away. Yeah. Um, and, and digging deeper and, and, and looking for that, you can add that into your spiritual practice. Now, on the flip side, you can work on being very mystic for this greater good, for finding the big words of the big G, um, and to share it with the word, the world, but not be spiritual in the fact that you understand how your actions affect the rest of the world. You can be very... Um, that, that individual... Um, uh, that that individual journey can be like you're in you're in business only for yourself. Yeah. So so you can be mystic without being spiritual. So you can be one without the other. I, I think in many ways that the, the mysticism is a much more Neptunian word. I think it's very connected <laughs> to the planet Neptune. I love how you go astro on me. Uh, the, well, and and here is the reason the reason why I think that Neptune in the chart, um, and Neptune, the planet by itself, is kind of the urge to return to something before existence, to the source, or the, the, um, to the womb, if you want to look at it in that way, in which the world is perfect and it's idealistic and there's not any problems and you don't have to worry about your electric bill and a flood isn't going to hit your house. 
Um, you know, in a lot of ways, Jackie, when you look at many of the religious idealisms, which I want to go into that word in, in a minute as well, um, uh, when you look at their idealisms, when you look at the afterlife, I mean, Christianity, of course, has the heaven with the ropes paved with golds and pearls and mansions in the sky, and, uh, you know, you think that you're going to be living in the, you know, in the high section of Detroit, you know, that's heaven, um, <laughs> you know, with your McMansion and your Lexus. Um, I'm going to get my Lexus in heaven. Um, if you look at um, uh, uh, Islam, you have the whole thing, you know, you die and you get 72 virgins. Um, uh, uh, and it is this wonderful, ecstatic um, type of experience of merging into something in which ordinary, banal, mundane life does not exist. And I think that spirituality is much more of a Saturnian word. And the reason that I think that it's Saturnian is because it usually requires some form of work and or effort on the individual part um, in regards to achieving something in that particular direction. And I agree with you. I think that in sometimes those particular words um, can be great bedfellows, and I think at other times they can be diametrically opposite. Well, here's a here's an interesting thing. You know, we've we both we got inspired to do this show from um, um, a podcast that I listened to. Um, what last? On Belicia. A long time ago, um, and on it, the podcast is on being um, with Krista Tippett, and we I was listening to. Lawrence Kushner, rabbi, who um, is a mystic, and and we started really having after I listened to that show, and we really had some intense conversation. I thought, what a great thing to bring to keep it magic, because that's what it is. It's very magical. Mm-hmm. But but here's the interesting thing: is that so often um, magic is discounted as something that is not spiritual, mm-hmm. and I find the opposite is true. To really have your magic be consistent and work and, and continue to have these mystical experiences, you have to be um, a spiritual person. You have to believe. You have to believe in, in something greater than yourself, that you are, you are a part of something greater. Not just separate from something greater, but a part of something greater, that you are part of the rhythm and that you are deserving and you are divine and you are part of the divine. If you don't have that, no amount of candle burning and and herb burning and and um, crystal holding will change anything for you, except maybe to awaken you just a little bit more. I think that the, I, I, I'm going to be controversial, and we'll probably get some hate mail, but oh well. Go ahead. I think that that's the way that you do magic. Uh huh. And I think that that is the basic principles behind transformative magic. Um. I don't think that it is the principles of the popularized magic that we see in a lot of places, and that there's many people that are quote-unquote witches um, uh, that do not put any emphasis, Jackie, on um, uh, the personal transformative side. You know, it is you light this candle and you do this spell, and it's going to work, and that there doesn't need to be any spiritual... uh, uh, issue behind it. Um, now, here's the interesting thing. Well, I'm going to push back just a little bit more because I'm I'm in front of these witches every mm-hmm. every so often, and 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 I, I talk to them and I go out in the world and I do classes. And it may seem like it. They may um, you may talk to um, 
anybody. I mean, you can name any of the, the popular authors today, from Dorothy Morrison to mm-hmm. Christian Day to Ellen Dugan to, to Christopher Penzik, any of these folks. And and it may seem like with what they wrote in their books or with what they're talking about, it really feels very surface level. But when you get into conversation with them, you realize that they have a very deep and abiding spiritual practice that they do on a daily basis. Well, I don't include Christopher Penzak on that list. I have some of his books and his stuff is ab- absolutely amazing. True. But, um, but, but, but here, nobody here wants becomes to go to my a question, Jackie. But here, nobody wants. Oh, go ahead. Here becomes my question, and you may be answering the question. You know, you may be doing the psychic thing again. Um, <laughs> is that they are not talking about this in their books? Um, well, and here's why. Because I was just going to say, you're not going to find it in a class or in a book as as the primary. So you're going to get um, um, uh, Jason um, Miller, who has financial sorcery, which he, mm-hmm. I, I love his work. Um, so you're not going to find that in the in the title. You're not going to find that in the, the bio in the back or the blurb on the back. You're not going to find that in the table of context, but you're going to find it in what they're talking about, intermixed in there, because nobody wants to buy a book on being responsible. Why? It's too hard. They uh, we as as maybe it's just Americans, but we don't want to be told we're responsible for our own our own feelings, our own reality, our own um, our own take on the world, and that's why you know. So so let's talk about really quick. Let's go to the fastest growing um, religion, Christian religion in this country, which is Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. And and I am not an expert on Pentecostal. I just, again, just like we were talking about witches, so I'm going to talk about Pentecostals for a minute. Um, In some of these um, hardcore, heavy rule-oriented religions, which we'll get into more of that uh, on our next show, but what happens is that they aren't responsible. They're going to have a big old experience. They're going to have the, the spirit come down upon them and change their brain for a minute and validate whatever it is they need to validate. Mm-hmm. And and they're still not responsible because God's going to take care of that or the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. And so to say to say those same things about about witchcraft or about pagans or witches it's not true. So so everyone gets couched in this here have a magic pill. Here take this take this thing and you're get, you'll get skinnier or your your genitals will get bigger or you know whatever we all want, we all want to take. Well, and now I'm going to say this. I'm going to. I'm. I'm. I'm having an inspiration moment. We all want that mystical experience to be part of our physical world. So, because that mystical experience is that moment, and it's really just a moment. Mm-hmm. It, it, you you can't walk around in continual mystical experiences because that's called being psychotic. But um, having a psychotic break, but having those momentary mystical experiences, it changes everything for you, right? Yes. Yeah. It, to me, it's like when we talked about um, the Kabbalah and the Tree of Life, and you talked about um, um, Keter and mm-hmm. that, that Sephirot and, and, and the angel that, that owns that Sephirot, and if you invoke his name too many times, you completely bypass the growth process and you kind of have to learn it all over again. To me, that's like that mystical experience. Yeah. Where, where you're going to bypass all the pain and you're going to get that direct download. You're going to eliminate the boundaries, the barriers, and the filters between you and the divine. 
And so we want that in our waking life too. So so it's really hard. The process is hard, Storm. Yeah, and, and you know, just so people know that some of the questions that we ask is to provoke conversation because that they need to be mm-hmm. discussed. Right. Um, and I think that um, you just you're right. An epiphany right there. You're right in regards to um, a lot of the problem being is is that we don't want to take responsibility for these things, and whether or not we label ourselves as a, a kabbalist or a witch or um, uh, uh, you know whatever a metaphysician, mm-hmm. what what is undeniable is that in our bones, in our DNA, if you live in the United States, and I don't care what race, creed, sex, identity it is, mm-hmm. there's still a very, very large Judeo-Christian heritage that lays behind us yes, that is so. very, very strong, that is still that particular belief that, like you said, in regards to if something good is happening in life, it is an act of God. If something bad is happening, oh, the devil did it. Right. And and we don't, in our current modern age, okay, so we're going to specifically speak of the modern age. Um, if, we, if we're looking at generations of traditionalists, it was about hard work. If you didn't have to put a lot of effort into it, it wasn't worth it. They mm-hmm. didn't trust it. It was too easy. It's going to go away. Mm-hmm. But in our modern age, if you have to put too too much work in it, it's not worth it, because we venerate um, the um, the the uh, the genius, the, mm-hmm. the get which get rich quick or witch quick. Um, it, it, if you're not immediately an expert at it because you opened a book once and said, "I know what that's all about," then it's not valuable. So. Going back to the spirituality versus mysticism or spirituality plus mysticism, I think they balance each other out. Yeah. Because spirituality is the hard work. It's the journey. It's the um, every night saying, um, having gratitude for what your day brought you and talking to your, your divine allies and or God or whomever you're speaking to and, and and honoring that process, and then getting up every morning and committing to be the best person you can be, mm-hmm. and then living that throughout the day, which none of us can do perfectly. That's the hard work. And then when, when something is thrown up against your face that it seems like it's completely insurmountable, you turn back to your spirituality and to your connection to the divine, and you say, there is something valuable and sacred in this moment, and i got to figure out what it is, and I need your help. One of the things that I've also noticed, Jackie, recently is that even a lot of um, the figureheads in um, modern Christian religions are moving away from that word religion and trying to embrace this word spiritual. Um, And do you think, Jackie, that that's because religion, via its nature and via its rules, has become a dirty word? Yeah. Yeah, because it's been um, religion has been politicized and polarized and perverted and and um, made to be this capitalistic thing, where that's more of I don't know if that's the religion, maybe that's the directors of the religion that that, mm-hmm. that took it there, the greed of that that took it there. Um, 
What's interesting for myself personally, I have come to value the word religion mm-hmm. um, because I'm I'm I've done a lot of my own healing, and I I think that the community that religion creates is invaluable, absolutely invaluable. Um, so that um, I think we need that to validate each other. But I think what's happening in some of the more organized religions or the more socially acceptable religions right now is that um is that they've they've become very um uh they, what they're validating in each other is is not healthy it's you know, kind of scary it, 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 it is and the great irony Jackie is while I was on vacation and I was sitting in my nice little hotel room flipping through the channels mhm um uh, in the in, South? In, in the South, they have like a million Jesus channels, okay? Um, like every other channel is a Jesus channel. So I was sitting there watching it this one day, and they had this commercial on the Jesus channel, okay, for Jesus. It, it was some form of Jesus bread. And basically, by eating this particular bread, you were removing um, negative energies and all of this stuff from your life. And I'm like, this is an uncrossing spell. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, when you would listen to, uh, so I got kind of obsessed with it for like a day. Um, so I was listening to some of these preachers. And Jackie, I don't know if they have come to the realization that they're going to have to market their words a little bit differently, <laughs> or they have come to the realization that people have evolved and or changed, which in our um, n- next episode I'm going, to, I'm going to share something from the Zohar. But um, one of the things that I'm noticing is that when you strip Jackie, and this is the great irony to me, is that when you strip all of their religious platitudes from their language, they're doing magic. Well, it's true. It, it is true because what you're doing is you're asking for intercession. You're asking for intercession and assistance um, for the very difficult things. And using words like meditation, that was unheard of 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember. 20-plus um, years ago, I was at, I think I was like Vic Tannies, when Vic Tannies was Vic Tannies, before it was Bally's, before it was whatever it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had a membership there, and I was um, somebody was by the front door handing out these pamphlets. And um, I got this pamphlet, and it talked about um, the evils of meditation. <laughs> I held on to that sucker for a long time. I don't. I think I might have lost it in the flood. But um, I just thought that was hilarious because I thought, you know, um, that was just the evils of meditation. And I, and I was already on my spiritual path at that point, going, that's called prayer. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it was very fascinating. One of the shows. Um, uh, had this particular lady, I think her name was Joni Lamb or something, um, uh, and uh, I was you know, listening to her show, and she was actually doing a show on how she works through her meditation. And I was just, I, I, my mouth was just on the floor, Jackie, because it is pretty much very similar to the way that I do meditation. Um, and uh, the way that I do meditation 20 years ago would be considered crazy, woo-woo, new agey, of the devil, um, you're going to burn type of philosophy. And it's interesting to me now that um, that Christianity, I guess possibly as part of their new marketing campaign, 
um, are starting to use more new-agey types of device. Of course, Jackie, they will say, now what I'm going to do is teach you how to, med- to meditate, not in that new-agey sort of way. <laughs> but then that's exactly what it is. Well, that's, but, but that's the same thing as, you know, you market the right language. How many times have we done a show and we've, we've, we've put in our uh, subject line or in our tagline or whatever something that's a little more controversial and we get in there and we sneak in some growth? Yeah. We're going to sneak some growth in there. And uh, I, think that's, I think that's what what we all do, you know, that spoonful of sugar um, for, for what we're doing. But, you know, th- I wanted to talk about something in, in what you're just talking about which is um, they're talking about the Jesus bread, and we're talking about magic, and we're talking about um, those moments of meditation, is the mystical experience, Mm -hmm. the mystical moment that comes. Do you think that that's something that can be formulated? No. I don't either. No, I I don't think so. I think that when you have that, epiphany Mm -hmm. or the spirit lays itself upon you Mm -hmm. or you have some form of um, divine awareness number one i think if we could create that all all the time or whenever you know we want to have a a mystical experience you know we we wouldn't need drugs yeah (laughs) not only that but we would dial it up on our ipads and you know have it every 10 minutes um uh but and I think that too much of that could lead to some very, very deep, dark waters. Mm-hmm. Um, again, let me go to Neptune. The god that I think has a lot to do with Neptune is Dionysus. And Dionysus was this wild, orgiastic, um, uh, you know, dressed up in dead animal skins, you probably did not want to invite him to a party because he probably stank. Um, you know, and he had not, you know, discovered X, you know, deodorant yet. Um, <laughs> or, you know, body spray or stuff at Bath and Body Works. You know, he was kind of wild. And um, he hung out, Jackie, with a bunch of women um, out in the wilderness that were called maenads, which is where we get our word maniac from. And it's also where we get the word mania from. Um, and basically what would happen is that Dionysus would work them up into this frenzy and they would all be sitting out in the middle of the woods, you know, ripping apart animals and, um, uh, you, you know, drinking the blood and, you know, some very, very disturbing type of, of images. But if you work with that in a practical sort of way, I think that not, Neptune can be an intensely creative planet. It is the side that opens us up to, like, artistic creation and um, uh, it opens us up to some of these spiritual realms. It's it's a planet. We all have one, so it's necessary. Um, At the other side of it, Jackie, I think that it can lead to some very dark, wild, collective um, stuff. For example, one of the things that I noticed as I was on vacation also, the whole incident in regards to what happened in St. Louis happened. Mm-hmm. And there is a theory in psychology called the contingent theory. And what the contingent theory is, um, which is more describable from, I don't remember, uh, if you remember the Rodney King incident in Los Angeles in the early 90s. Yeah. Um, but basically what happened is that, you know, in, in that circumstance, um, 
these police officers, you know, ended up having to go to court. They all got off uh, of what they did. And on one road, on one street in L.A., somebody threw a brick through a truck window, and all havoc broke loose. Um, just one brick caused the whole town basically to go nuts. Um, and I think that with um, with Neptune, that there's elements of that, Jackie. I think that Neptune is very much the opposite of the sun. And I think that the, and this is why I think you need both of those words, spirituality and mysticism, okay? Spirituality, for me, is the belief in transforming the self, okay? Us. Mysticism, for me, is the practice of being part of the divine, um, not being separate from the divine. Um, and uh, so, so I, I don't think that we can sit in that type of a reality for a long period of time. If we do, we'll go crazy. And I can tell you from my own perspective, um, if I go into mania for a long period of time, I'm going to go crazy. Um, so I find, it, I find what you're, you're talking about very interesting with that spirituality is that your your practice what you're doing your your journey and mysticism is the boost the boosts that yeah. tell you that you are on the right journey um, you can look at it from another perspective also and i think that the you know the reason that you do spirituality is to have those moments of mystical experience mm-hmm. um uh, and it's hard for me jackie to uh, uh to understand how to have, and I know that it happens. You know, when people create a work of art, they're having a mystical experience. Mm-hmm. When people create, you know, that one song on the radio, Jackie, that everybody is listening to, um, uh, and everybody is enraptured by, or the pop artist Oh the Day, um, uh, uh, you know, is a mystical experience in, in many different ways. We all get there. But I don't understand, Jackie, without the spiritual how we use that in an effective way for ourselves personally. Um, yes, because I think that potentially, because I had a question, and I think you just answered it. So what's the difference between, and it's not a joke, what's the difference between a mystical experience and a psychotic break? I think the difference is having a spiritual base Yeah. underneath it. Yeah. If you don't have that spiritual base underneath um what you're doing and and the, and the structure and you know and that kind of brings us to religion in in some ways um, of of what's the next step with with spirituality, but the mystical experience is and it's not hard to have, but it's completely unscripted, mm-hmm. completely unscripted. You you cannot define it, but you can prepare yourself. Cause I was reading some stuff on on quantum magic and quantum blah 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 all this consciousness, and which, you know what, it's completely over my head. I think it's mental masturbation, personally. Um, but they talk about it's all the the, the mindset. Even even um, when I was reading some stuff with Casey, and, and it's, it's all preparation. Mm-hmm. It's all preparation to have, and if you prepare in just the right way, you can have that mystical experience. I think what that is is, yes, you can prepare for it all you want. You can fast and meditate and cleanse and and do all those wonderful things, um, your mystical experience happens when you need it. And, and I think that that is, that is a very, very important point, okay? Because I know many people, myself included, you know, that have sat there and done um, all of the particular elements to have a mystical experience, okay? And then you're sitting there going, okay, where is it? 
Right. Why isn't it coming? And I think that too many people, Jackie, sit there and in that particular expectation, and I think that it is why um, a lot of people run back in later life. We know that both um, Waite and Crowley did it. Mm -hmm. Um, In later life, they ran back to traditional religion. Um, Because when you spend all of this particular time waiting for this particular um, uh, mystical experience, that probably because of the fact that it has to happen in an involuntary way rather than a voluntary, um, that you end up being some form of uh, level of disappointed. Now, I can tell you from my own experience of having um, uh, uh, a mystical experience and having a rather twisted Neptune in my chart that creates uh, uh, having a disorder called hypomania. You know, Jackie, the way, and you've known this since I, since I told you about my mania, um, what it feels like to me when it is about to happen mm-hmm. is liquid Jesus pouring through me. And at that particular point, Jackie, bills, problems, um, my complexes, relationships, all of those particular things that we deal with in a day-to-day way go to way, and I feel like I am invincible combined with I, don't, I can become anything that I want, literally. I mean, uh, you know, that's the way that it works for me. Some people organize their shoes. I don't. Um, uh, you know, mine is a little more creative, I guess. Um, uh, but, you know, you know, from that particular perspective, and I will tell you that, that the particular madness side of it is much more intense than the actual aha, okay, I've now got some form of revelation. And I think that in many ways that what people are looking for is this big, huge, gigantic, mystical, the beaming down of God from With the heavens. The clouds part and the angels yeah. singing and all that stuff. You're lifted up and, you know, you're floating through the clouds and you're able to levitate. And, uh, you, you know, at that point, you know, you're going to have superpowers. And, Rapture. You know, uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Um, and but, but I think, so I think the flip side of that is when we miss the real ones, because we're waiting for this this big scripted thing in our head. Um, I, I agree. I agree. And I'm glad that you brought up that term, because I think that the rapture in Christianity is this idealized mystical experience. And we have them. Yes. Frequently. And we don't even know it. Don't even or know it. Or maybe we're not, not paying attention. Um, I have, I, I, and I have many. Um because you have to, that's, this is where the spiritual practice comes in, is that you become open to them. And I think that's all you can do is become open to them and work on recognizing um, recognizing when, when one is about to occur. There was a student at the Kabbalah Center that um, talked about an, a, a particular, where this subject comes up and, you know, we talk about it, and you know that the particular... Luriana Kabbalah, which I study, is a much more down-to-earth type of Kabbalah. Um, and th- what the student on ha- had happened this one day is that they got up, Jackie, they had this huge biz- business deal um, in Los Angeles. They live in New York. Huge, big business deal um, in Los Angeles, worth millions of dollars. Had to be signed that day. If it wasn't signed, that they would... Uh, you know, that it just wasn't possible for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, they left their house. The first thing that happened, Jackie, is that they forgot their car keys. So they had to go back up, you know, to floor 57 um, and get their, you know, car keys and go back downstairs. 
Then the car wouldn't start. Then they had a driver, Jackie. They were waiting for the driver to get there. The driver got delayed in traffic. Mm-hmm. Oh, then this they, is just sounds like a nightmare. Then they get into the car, Jackie. As they're on the way to the airport on September the 11th, uh, the same plane that they were going to be on uh-huh. blew up. Wow. And basically, you know, the, what they talked about is the realization of that, Jackie, and how this might have been some form of divine inter- intervention for them mm-hmm. was a mystical experience. There was there's so many stories um from that day mm-hmm. where people pushed through anyway. So where they continued to push through and continue to insist that they were going to do this and go there and, and do all these things. So um, I, I think that for many people and it's of course grisly to talk about Jackie, mm-hmm. but I think many of the people that were at the top of the towers that decided to jump were having a mystical experience. Um, you know, it is the full reality that something is about to happen to them, and do they have that particular experience on their own or not? So, so that that is that is an intensive statement right there. But what I was going to say is that, um, and maybe this ties in with mm-hmm. everything, is that so a mystical experience is really showing you what was hidden. Okay, so it's showing you um, what you've been maybe hiding from yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you're, you're eliminating a boundary between you and the divine. Mm-hmm. And your spiritual path, as you travel on that spiritual path, is when you find the sacred in every moment, but most especially the difficult moments. I, 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 I agree with you. I think that spirituality is understanding the divine in a head sense. It's having the knowledge. It's the 20 books that are sitting on my desk, Jackie. It's the, you know, podcast addiction that I have listening to spiritual shows. It's all of my intensive conversations with you. It's, um, you know, there's just an enormous amount of uh, of stuff that I think is the particular practice of spirituality. It's getting up in the morning and connecting. It's, it's all, all of this stuff. Mysticism, for me, is the realization, Jackie, that I am not separate from God. I am part of God. The entity that is known as Storm Sestavani is part of that greater whole. It is part of, the purpose of my life has a much more larger divine purpose. What it is that I do, the things that I choose to work on, what I choose to transform through working on my tycoon, um, all of these things is connecting to that particular divine. And the difference, I think, that between um, mysticism and the mystical and organized religion, religion is that organized religion, at least in the modern era, has created a god out there. Mm-hmm. Mystically, I think God is in here. Yes. And that's the difference, I think, for me. Yes. And, you know, when when you are working a spiritual path is when you, divi- when you invite the divine, invite God, invite the light into your daily actions. Mm-hmm. And when you invite them into your daily actions, what you're doing is you're continuously co-creating. And when you co-create, you're doing magic. And I find it really interesting. I got into this lovely, wonderful debate with this very 
new agey person many years ago, and they you were using the term co-create. I'm like, what are you even talking about? I think this is one of the first times I heard the term co-create. And and they're explaining to me what co-creation is. They go, yeah, that's called magic. It's not magic because magic is blah, blah, blah. It's that surface-level definition that people think that, that magic mm-hmm. is. And And so we got into this great debate about the whole thing, and, and really it's the exact same thing because... Um, when you are co- when you're doing magic, you're asking for divine intercession. You're asking for the correct energies for a greater being than you, whether that's the earth or or the god or the goddess or whatever. Um, send you, grant you access to a certain vibration or a certain energy pattern or or a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's the same as co-creation. What you're doing is when you're co-creating, you're saying to your higher power okay, this is where we want to go, right? Right, okay, so this is what I think we need to get there. And so and so you're you're giving them permission. You're you're having your will agree with where, where the divine wants you to go. For me, I think that magic may actually be the bridge, Jackie, between the spirituality and the mystical. Um, uh, it, it, it may be the particular actions that you're taking may create that particular mystical experience um, over time. Um, uh, and, I, you know, like you said, that you know, people are having mystical experiences all the time and they don't realize it. That awareness, that old Joe that you have burnt 75,000 come-to-me candles for so, is not your soulmate, and you probably need to go find somebody else, is probably a mystical experience. So can I tell you my most recent mystical experience? Sure. I'm getting, I pulled my all my jewelry off the floor after the waters receded. <clears throat> and they're filled with silt. Thank God it was only silt and not, you know, sewage. So I'm cleaning them, I'm rinsing them off, I'm I'm rinsing them in vinegar, um, and, and I'm getting ready for the next step of cleaning them before they go back on my body. Mm-hmm. And I have them all laid out on a counter on a towel, and and I'm looking at all of this, and I'm saying, I don't even know what this is for. I don't know what the what the um, competition or the rush or the desire is for all of this. Um, and it was it was so freeing. I was free. I was free of the need to possess all of this. And mm-hmm. and I'm not a diamonds and gold girl. I've <laughs> I have never had that money. So <laughs> um this is not all diamonds and gold. This is costume jewelry. And some of it's kind of pricey. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the only ones I I really felt connected to that I wanted to keep were the ones that were art that were an emotional gift um or something that I used in spiritual practice. That was it. There was a whole thing. And and it was I was so free. It freed but it freed me of so much because um like I said, that was it was kinda like one of the final straws with this journey of, of, of this new identity that is Jackie. Yeah. Because um I freed myself of a lot, a lot of things and then my big magic that I did was which drives you crazy, is I got a big old Phoenix tattoo, um, on my left shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> but that was part of the transformation for me. 
of what am I even waiting for? What am I waiting for? I just want this beautiful thing that I will always have. And, and yes, it means something to me, which is a tattoo. Yeah. But um, but that that was a mystical experience. That was a moment when I I all of my walls of resistance came down, and and I could could grieve a lot of things, and I could grieve a lot of judgment because all of these these things in front of me. And this is not judgment against anybody else. This is only my story and my story alone. Mm-hmm. Is that. Um, these these things were, and not that I'm against wearing jewelry. I, I do enjoy it, but it was like these these little things that I was cleaning off. I was cleaning off all the judgment around them. And um, and that's the thing about a mystical experience is you really can't explain it. You can only touch upon it. It's that which cannot be spoken, and that's why it's mystical. Yeah. It's that which cannot be spoken. Exactly. And only experienced. And we're done. I know we are. God, we're good. Uh, it was a great conversation. I know. Uh, uh, make sure that everybody that you cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com. If you have a problem in your life, no matter what that is, or we even have candles that will help you have a spiritual or mystical experience. <laughs> um, um, also, right now, get them while they're hot, the ghost candles out for Halloween. I don't know how much longer they'll be on the shelf. Well, in um, the Halloween candles. Yeah, in the Halloween candles. Get them... While you can, I don't know how long that they will be there, so you probably need to go over there today um, and pick those up at uh, www.coventrycreations.com. To reach me off the air, of course, go to stormfestivani.com. Follow us on Facebook, um, keepingitmagic.com. There's coventrycreations.com, the, uh, uh, the fan page, and, of course, Astro Gossip, where we talk about the stars, and not Katy Perry, who I'm about to play. <laughs> um, uh, we do have a new... Uh, season four song, and it's going to be Katy Perry's Dark Horse. And the reason that we have chosen this song is because, first of all, it's a little bit of a pun because of the fact that the Christian Coalition kind of accused her of being a witch um, uh, because of the video, um, you know, in which she uses some Egyptian scenery and some horses and all this other stuff. And you know, she did some really interesting stage presences at the, the Grammys that they thought were satanic rituals. Um, uh, but the song is really about, do you want to play with magic? What do you want to do to transform your life? Um, and that's why um, uh, uh, we've chosen the song for the end of season four. We will see you guys in two weeks. Jackie and I will be talking about belief. So we're going to kind of move this in a little bit of a different direction. Jackie and I come from two very different belief backgrounds, um, so it's going to be interesting what we're going to talk about. I'm also going to read from the Zohar. It's going to be interesting. Um, and uh, what do they need to do in the meantime, Jackie? They need to keep it magic, Storm. Speak life, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all know what it is. Katy Perry. Juicy J. Uh-huh. Let's rage.
beast. I call her karma. She eats your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. Be careful. Try not to lead her on. Shorty heart is on steroids because her love is so strong. You may fall in love when you meet her. If you get the chance, you better keep her. She swears by, but if you break her heart, she turns cold as a freezer. That fairy tale ending with a night and shiny armor. She can be my sleeping beauty. I'm going to put her in a coma. Damn, I think I love her. Shot it so bad. I'm strong and I don't care. She rapped me like a roller coaster. Turned the bedroom into a fair. Her love is like a drug. I was trying to hit it and quit it. But little mama's so dope. I messed around and got addicted. 